This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Previously on Of Mice and Men and Monsters. We really need your help. Crusoe is just... As far as I know, he's been in the clutches of the enemy for a couple days now. And so we need to figure out a plan to break him out. If you choose not to join, we're just going to have you sign a NDA. The other side, they'll probably find you and they'll want to find out information about this base. Where is it at? How we are? Who we are? And we can't have that happening. I did stop and grab one of Frankenstein's notebooks. What? You hear that, robot? You hear that, Master Elf? Where we're going, there is no magic. You also see hanging on the ledge a single sheet of paper as well. Mm, okay, I'll read it later. I'll pocket it for now. Hey, you guys are like supposed to be here. So now I'm covered in oil and beholder blood or death kiss butt blood? Yeah, I think you are. With yeah, the proximity ooh. and everything? Yeah, you, you are now covered in the deep ochre of monster blood. So now you have survived your first fight with a a Beholder-type monster. And as the door slams behind you and you just hear the roaring of this wall of fire decimate it, you are now faced in front of you with a short blank hallway. Straight ahead are two large doors. And then the hallway also breaks off to the right, bending around a corner. Looking at you... Edmund raises his eyebrows and says, Well, that was interesting. But each of you, you showed great initiative. I'm very impressed. But also slightly sickened by what I smell. So maybe, uh... It's been a, it's been a very long time since I last roamed these halls. But I might know of a place where we can... He- patch up a bit. And so walking a little bit to the right where the hallway dead ends, you see him kind of tap at some of the stones in the far wall. And on the third one that he taps, it kind of loosens a bit. And pulling it down, you see this kind of fake facade in the wall, like a small opening area that each of you guys, if you were together, you could crouch down in. And so he beckons to you over. 
We can hold up right here. I, Hopefully none of them have seen us come in or heard that commotion. Knowing what I know of these beholder types, they don't really like to help one another. So we can use this to our advantage. And so you guys can come in here and have a short rest. I guess you really have been at this prison. I had my doubts. I had my doubts too. Everything you told us about this place doesn't seem to be the same. The, the, these different gods and, and the layout and things aren't as they, you told us they should be. And now you're out here shaving the haircut two bits, open up some secret doors. I will take it. And I walk in. I crawl in. I never doubted you. I, I knew from the moment I heard who you were that this was all good. And then I, I flounce in. Be, before you do that, and he, he stops you before you come in. <laughs> can, can you find a way to freshen up a bit before coming in, in here? It, it is very close. It's, it's very close. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, hands you, like, uh, his, like, he takes off, like, his outer layer, like, cloak. And he hands mm-hmm. it to you. He's like, you, you can wipe off with this. I just don't. <laughs> I don't like that fishy smell and that other smell that is inside of, of that thing that we just were, that, that death wish or whatever it's called. Penny fully it- misses that he thinks she's stinky and just sees that he hands over the cloak and is really excited. <laughs> um, it's like when your high school boyfriend lends you a sweatshirt. You feel great. I loved that. Mm-hmm. So, oh, Aaron, you loved that? That is so sweet. I love yep. <laughs> uh, Okay, so the, just as, as you're kind of like, cleaning yourself up as much as you can. Uh, Edmund turns back to you, Bertram, and Awen, since you're already kind of like... Is, Bertram, did you come inside the little space? Sure, yeah. Okay. So he turns to you and he says, You had every reason to doubt me, but this place, it is the same bones. It is the same configuration, but it is like everything else is different. The usage... The air is darker and heavier. Even, even this, this anti-magic field that I know is here, it, 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 I, I feel it so much more. And I remember it well. I was here for eight years of my life, but... It's not really that long, but okay. Maybe Say not that to you. someone who spent those eight years in prison. Yeah, that's a good point. That's mm-hmm. a good point, Bertram. I couldn't last another day in here. Well, hopefully it won't be that. We need to get in and out as soon as possible, but for some reason it is very much changed. This, this used to be right next to us. It, it used to be a, a crafting room. It used to be a room where they, they had us at work, but also there was a library next to it, and, and oftentimes we would be able to pilfer books and learn things they they kind of just left us here and left us to be forgotten but here it seems that is not the case do you do you have any friends in here still any any contacts on the inside of of knowing what has changed and why it's changed i highly doubt that they would still be here but i was unable to try and make any contacts it, it was hard enough finding the right spot and right time to get in with you. Finding a contact of someone still alive here. 
and seeing all those bodies as we were swimming in, I don't know if my old cellmates would still be even alive. I'd like to make a perception check in the room that we're in. Sure. You said it was like a crafting room, right? Uh, this this is kind of like a hidden it. hovel, like a, a hideaway. Oh, I see. I see. Um, but he he's saying 12. like the room where you saw like the, the large double doors oh, okay. Uh, okay. was okay. an old crafting room. Mm-hmm. Sweet. I got a 12. Yeah, you, you notice that it's, it's sparsely here, but scratched into the wall right next to you is, the, is a name, perhaps, but you see the word Mercedes. Ooh. Oh. Well, this is metagaming for me, because... Um, okay, well, Penny, Penny wanders over, now um, a little cleaner and a little less oily. Um, and most of the black, it's that thing, you know, when you like, when you've been in the mud and there's still like the mud on the corners of your hair, it's like mm-hmm. that. Um, and she walks over and just goes, mm, Mercedes, that's a pretty name. Huh? I wonder why this is here loudly. So Dantes can hear. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would say each of you, can you do an insight check for me? It, a what check? Insight. Insight. 14. An unnatural one. Oh, Eighteen. One. My womanly perception. <laughs> okay. As I awkwardly say the name Mercedes in front of someone who doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> Penny, you as soon as the word the name Mercedes leaves your mouth, you see Edmund's fist just clench on his thigh where he's sitting. And he quickly looks away and just like you see him like kind of coil. Just as I suspected. Another woman. No. Um, Penny just takes note and backs off a little bit because that's the polite thing to do. And then Bertram, not understanding it, would be like, who's Mercedes? Who, who, Who is that? Whose name is this right here? Kind of coiling in further on himself. Penny, can Penny, oh, sorry. If you, if you want to jump in. Penny just like elbows Bertram and she's like, Ow, stop that. You still have some dirt behind your ear. Bertram, a little class would be appreciated. Read the room. A small hiss escapes his lips and he draws in a breath. Mercedes. She was my fiance. Forgot that I had put that name here. So many nights thinking of her. I was arrested and brought here on the eve of our wedding. The nights before the greatest joy in my life was ripped away from me. When I finally escaped from here, I promised I would find her. But coming back to that town where we were both living, she was gone. No one had seen her. Ooh. No trace of her. But, but you don't know that she's dead. You, she just might have moved towns. Maybe we could find her. I have been devoting years to trying to find her. Years of 
trying to pick up her tracks and I have whispers here and there. But it has come to nothing. It is almost as if she is no longer. So forgive me if that is all I have for you, but it is a name that still stings when I hear it. It's a life that I wish I could have had, and yet that life would not have been the Edmund Dantes you see in front of you. Well, Archdrew Waldo always said that uh, the pain is what creates us. And Penny twirls her hair and says, and maybe what you've been looking for has been in front of you this whole time. <laughs> oh, no. Good <laughs> no. Lord. I just really wanted to do it. Good I'm sorry, you could Lord. cut that. I just oh, it was so too good. easy. It was too easy. No, Penny doesn't do that. Penny just looks bashful and nervous and just looks sort of burst She's like, see, I told you, read the room. <laughs> How could I have known? How could I have known that? I was trying to, next time I elbow you, trust me. That's You're my always elbow. always elbowing me. You're no, always I do hitting not. Me. It is true. How do we know if it's the be quiet or speak yeah. up elbow or I'll double up? tap when it's be quiet from now on. Oh, you say I'm staring at loud. you as you're trying to sleep. I don't know what your p- pushes are. I'm so sorry, Edmund, for bringing up that we brought up such a painful moment. Thank you for bringing us into this safe space. I'm, I'm sorry that she pointed out that name and asked about it. That's, I apologize. <laughs> no cooth. Oh, my God. And then you, Did you he quickly you. Ch- he quickly changes the subject, right? He just kind of rolls his eyes and goes, "Let's get back to the task at hand. Why do we are here? Why I agreed to come back to this nightmare of a place. It seems to have only gotten worse. We are here to find Robin's son. She couldn't come herself." We have reason to believe that this place is now aligned with the end. As soon as, as soon as he is saying a the the words, the next words, it's like he can't get it out of his mouth. And so you see him go. Sp- sp- well, that shows that this place is. Definitely who we think it is. If I'm not able to say this with the magical non-disclosure agreement. And so for all three of you as like a a retcon or maybe like a flashback, before you left on this and before you left the islands, you remember that you were, as part of like being there, you had to agree to a magical non-disclosure agreement in that there are details that you are not able to speak of when in the proximity of the spotted hand. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of, and I, and I, the way I described it was, it's kind of like when you're at those annoying shower games and you can't say certain words, like you can't say bride or you can't say baby or else a, a, a pin is taken off of you. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's good. Stay naive to it. Anyways, so... <sighs> The spotted hand is one of those where if you're in their presence, you can't even talk about it. And so likewise, you can't say the green hoods. You uh, can't mention Robin or Marion's whereabouts um, or any details that you know of the green hoods to help you keep them safe and also to make you less of a likely Mm -hmm. um, liability. So the three of you seeing him unable to say this word 
also are realizing if he's unable to, so are you. And therefore you are within proximity to those aligned with the spotted hand. Wait, so I, I, so you're not saying that we can't say it anywhere? Like if I'm, if I'm at a bar in some random town, I can't say Green Hood or Spotted Hand? Or it's only you in can. the presence of those said people? Oh, is it because mm-hmm. the whole idea that like I, I can't divulge that information to the enemy? To yes. Yeah. But it's I can like, divulge it's like it to sting anybody? glowing near orcs. But I can divulge it to anybody? Right. So they they The non-disclosure means, you- usually means like you can't tell anybody. No, this is a magical specific. Oh, okay, gotcha, agreement. gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. My next D and D character is gonna be a magical lawyer, hundred percent. Disclosures exist. I want to be a magical lawyer. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think so, catching. Yeah. I think catching on though that he's trying to say this thing, but he can't. Almost like a sign language. I just rotate my wrist, like palm up, and I put a dot. I put my 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 finger on like my wrist. And kind of raise an eyebrow. Like, is that what he's talking about? He nods vigorously. Well, that answers some of my questions. And if the report about what you saw in Frankenstein's castle is true, we have much more to worry about than a simple prison, don't we? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. Every day in the nice little Canadian town of Beavermount, Ontario, is pretty much the same. Folks are polite, there's a hockey game that evening, and someone gets brutally murdered. Sorry About the Murder, a very Canadian murder mystery podcast. New episodes weekly. Listen to season one now by typing Sorry About the Murder into your favorite podcast app. Ah, bello! Hey, when Robin mentioned to me you have something of Frankenstein's, do you have that with you? Well, I mean, I do, I have a book. I have a Frankenstein's notebook. Do you think that's useful in some way here in this prison? I don't know. Miriam only mentions, and he continues to try to, like, talk, and, like, he immediately just stops. And he just, he he mentions, he, like, uh, kind of motions at you, and he pinches his fingers, like, in the only a little bit motion. I I pull it out. I I hand it over to him. Now, you give this back to me. But uh, it stays, you know, you, you have it here in the room. That, that is fine. And he puts it on the floor in between the two of you. And he opens it up for all of you to see. Um, and so I would like, uh, since this is yours, Awen, in fact, uh, I, I, I would think that he still, much like Miriam did, he lets you have full command of the book. Like he's not trying to take it from you. Um, although I do like and appreciate that Awen is, is concerned with that still. 
So he kind of like slides it on the floor towards you and, and gestures for you to open it up. Um, so here's what I'm going to do, um, because every so often it's, it's not exactly a MacGuffin, but it is uh, an important piece that will come into play a few times here. So I'm going to um, ask you to, you tell me a good check that you would like for this. If you are looking through this book and trying to glean important information that might help you on the current mission you're in, what check do you think would be good for your character? Uh, investigation. Okay. Go ahead and roll investigation for me. I, you know, maybe, but maybe acrobatics would be better. I just throw that out. <laughs> you toss it in the air and whatever <laughs> it lands it. over Knowledge on. just falls out. <laughs> uh, that's a seven. Great. Okay. So you, you come through and, and something catches your eye um, and it, it is this rudimentary drawing of this pyramid-like structure with this name above it and it's it's called pharaon and you would spell it out p-h-a-r-a-o-n and that it catches your eye look here you see this word have you ever seen that before this is a this is a non-standard word it's not part of the scientific jargon it's not part of the engineering work, and it's definitely not part of any of the drafting language that I see here. And with that, I'll roll a history check to see if anything mm-hmm. kind of comes from Ooh. that. You said it's spelled P-H-A-R-A-O-H? A-O-N. It's, it's like the word pharaoh, but instead of an H at the yeah. end, it's an N. No, that's what it caught my intrigue. There you go. I rolled a 22. Oh, my gosh. Bertram, you have seen something like this before. Your employer, the the Featherfoot family, they had something similar to this in their workshop that they would often use um, on days when they would need to dampen sound and when they would have these super secret meetings with potential advertising or even potential buyers and they wanted to make sure to have higher security and so it it reminds you kind of of that where they would use these this device in their conference room to dampen the sound and to dampen outside influence cone of silence yeah kind of like that I, I share that information with everybody. As soon as you say that, Edmund, his eyes dart back down at the, at the chart, and he, he lays a hand on it. And looking at you, Eowyn, he says, may I take a closer look? Be my guest. He slides it over to himself. And examining it more closely, he, he lets out just this string of curses in, in Yuan-Ti that, that make no sense to any of you, but, you know, in his serpentine language. Um, but then sending it back down. This, this is it. This pharaon, it is somewhere in here. And they have had Frankenstein strengthen it. This is the key to why all this magic is dampened. Because it's, we need it's, to find remo- this. it's removed sound? No, it it makes sense for you, right? But if he were able to tweak it here, what is being dampened? Definitely not sound. I heard, I have heard each of you, and I swear that 
I heard mouth no- of yours, Penny farted, but it, it <laughs> I was is... going to say I heard noises of Awen in that bathroom that will haunt me for the rest of my days. That too, that too. So it's definitely not sound, but think what has been dampened here. Well, I mean, magic for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you're saying that this machine doesn't just it doesn't dampen sound, but it dampens whatever the person wants it to. Yes. Like for instance, like for instance, my Featherfoot, uh, Lord Featherfoot, he used it to dampen sounds, but the guards here, or whoever's in charge here, could have used it to dampen the magic here. If I'm if I'm reading this correctly, the schematics, it seems like in the, the in that situation, it's a small version or it's a normal size version, and they would have to have scaled up. It seems. Hmm. Yes, just, that was just Oz was just for a. a the room. It was a, a rather large room, but certainly not the size of this entire prison. Well, where in this prison could they keep a giant pyramid? It must be in the holding room, where they put all of the personal effects. That would make the most sense. That so must we, be so it. we need to go there. Do you think there might be some items there, or, or can we do this mission without magic? I don't know. It. We were specifically hired to break Crusoe out, and that is it. If we add this to our list, it up the stakes. It might make it harder to do what we want. Edmund, may I ask? You, you, when you were here, you felt the magic come back for a moment, and you were able to escape. May I ask, the other prisoners here, are they innocent people too? Or are these baddies that should stay in this per- should stay here forever? That is too simplistic of an answer, young one. I don't think any of the prisoners that I've ever met were clearly only good or bad. Some were here rightfully, perhaps. Some were wrongfully. But if this has changed, we don't know what this group is trying to do with those that they hold here especially if it's someone like crusoe well maybe we get crusoe and then get his help and see if there's anything we can do about this pharaon how far okay i got some questions (laughs) how far how far away are the holding cells and i mean are there a lot of guards in between here and there before, no. Now, as you can see, we don't know. But we do know, as beholders, they do not like to be that close to one another. So, they won't be tightly packed. We do have that as an advantage, but this, oh, the I'm holding thinking... cells are, are, are down this hallway and around the corner. I'm just thinking it'd be a lot easier to face beholders if we had a little bit of magic. True. But But who knows how many gods are on the way to that pyramid. Yeah, true. True. We don't even know exactly which cell he's in. There are are many cells in holding, but it would be easiest if we could find him, Crusoe, first instead of having to go from cell to cell. The less that we alert of our presence, the better. 
Well, Edmund, you, you mentioned that you had maybe a friend or two on the inside. Who knows if they're still here? Who knows if they're still alive? But maybe if we could find someone who you knew, maybe they would know where things are, what's changed, and where we could find things. Maybe they know where Crusoe is. Maybe someone more on the inside could give us some information, and they would trust you because they know you. Are you gesticulating at all as you say this? Gesticulating? Is Bertram like moving his arms? Uh, Yeah. I think he usually it has kind of flowy fingers when he speaks, but I don't. I think cramped in this what I'm envisioning is a small space, kind of maybe even like hunched over. I don't think there's room to like gesticulate as much as he normally would. So I think he's kind of more hunched. Yeah, I think he's kind of hunched. If we're especially if we're circling around this book trying to read it, I envision me like if the if the three of them are sitting up kind of like with their back straight, I'm kind of like hunched lurched over and kind of whispering uh kind of quieter. Yeah, in fact, as you're hunched forward, you might even be shifting uncomfortably, you know, as as you are, uh just trying to fit into this space uh, because once again, you are the largest person in this group. And as you shift, you hear the slight crumpling of a paper in your pocket. Oh yeah. I forgot about this. And I reach into my pocket and I pull out the piece of paper from the locker that we, that uh, I took and I open it and I read it. And you see on there a list of names. And a cell number next to each of them. Oh, damn. Isn't that nice when that works oh my out? gosh. Jackpot. <laughs> okay. And I, 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 so I think I would, lay, I would lay that down on top of the book. And since we're all sharing it, say, Edmund, do you, do you see Crusoe? Or do you see any of your friends in here? Can you read? Penelope, that is very insensitive. Can you read? I, I cannot read. No, of course he can. I uh, think I'm more like I'm he not. He wrote Mercedes I think, on the wall. Yes, yeah. true. <laughs> I think I, I'm. I think I'm turning. I'm trying to let him kind of steer the ship a little bit. So I'm, 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 I, okay. I move the paper towards him, and I'm looking at it with him. Yeah, running his finger down the list, you see him pause at a few names that he he recognizes. Okay, Noatier, uh, Bertuccio, Busoni. Some of them are still here. Ah, there he is. Crusoe. <sighs> is he close? Of all the cells for him to be in. Oh, no. He's prisoner 34. Same cell I was in. Well, I know exactly where this one is. Of course, it has to be a uh, deepest one in there, but we... At least if we can sneak our way in, I know exactly where to go and how to find him. But it is strange. Next to his name is Red Dot. And you, and you see on there, there are some names on there uh, with a red dot next to it as well. Oh, shoot. Do you think... And I point at one of the dots and then I do the sign language again for like the spotted hand on my wrist. Do you think that... They're part of that group. It would make sense. Why would they hold him here in a cell if he's hmm. part of it? 
What these thoughts think? are giving me more questions than answers. I don't know. What, what do you think? Real quick, Kate, did you say that it is, is Crusoe's name one of the ones that has a dot next to it? A red mm-hmm. dot. Oh, I thought, dot. I, thought his, I, thought, I thought the bordering cell next to him. Uh, when you said next to him, his name, I thought you meant oh, like... Oh, next to the, his name. The, no, next no, no, no. Na- Oh. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, you, gotcha, see, gotcha, gotcha. you see a list of names and then the prisoner number they are and then some of the names next to that prisoner number have a red dot next to it. Do you think they're on our side? Do you think that the prisoners and, and the, and I, I do the sign for spotted hand, they're holding our compatriots? There is a high... High chance of that. Prisoners of this group may very well be those who are already on our side or more easily swayed to Mm. our side, if you catch my meaning. Well, do you know... Do you know where these are from here? I mean, I assume... Yes, yes, I, I, I know exactly where they are from here. It, the bones of this place are the same, and so I, I, I would think that the cells would be the same. All right, so how far away is Crusoe, and how far away is Holding? Crusoe is closer. Holding is beyond. It, the Holding would be at the heart of this whole layout of the prison, whereas we are still on one of the outer spokes, as it were. We two options. We could split up. I'll, I'll go with I'll go with Edmund. You guys can go get Crusoe. We'll go deal with Holding. But since we saw how bad those beholders were earlier, maybe we go get Crusoe, and with his added knowledge and experience, together we could take on whatever beholders we come across and take on the the Pharaon. Because we may not even need that thing. We just, we need, we're here for, for Crusoe. And but if we... What if we can do something better, though? What if we could actually help a lot of people, not just one mm. person? That's a good idea. I'm for it. But Crusoe first. Mm-hmm. I must say, I esteem you three. Honest folks are so rare. You impress me. Well, have you had enough time to patch yourselves up? I can hardly smell myself at all anymore. Oh. No, speak for yourself. <laughs> 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 yes, I think we're, we're healed up and, and ready to go when you are. I'm going to roll my hit dice real quick. Yeah, why don't you guys, yeah. uh, if you have any damage, you can uh, roll for a short rest. I don't think I have any damage, actually. No, I think you got out of that unscathed. Just, you know, you, you suffered in other ways. I, I mean, you're all the ones suffering. I'm, I'm very comfortable with this, though. <laughs> all right, I'm back to full health. Lead on. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. 
Hey guys, it's me, Kate, your master teacher, not your dungeon teacher, as you might have heard from Adam before, but I'm so glad you're here, and so I'm, I'm kind of here around the halfway point to say, first of all, thank you so much for listening. You guys are the lifeblood of this show, and we are so fortunate to have wonderful listeners like you, so thank you for being here. I'm also here to invite you to interact with us. You can reach out to us through email. Our email is omamamshow at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Twitter. Our handle is at omamamshow. And once you reach out to us, you're able to just say, hey, you can give us suggestions for names of NPCs or even homebrew ideas that you haven't had the chance to do on your own yet. Or even you can suggest future stories for us to do. They can be plays, essays, short stories, novels, even poetry. As long as they are in public domain, it is good for us to use. Lastly, I would like to personally invite you to leave us a review and even a comment on whatever platform you're on. For example, on Apple Podcasts, you're able to give us a rating as well as a short blurb. And in that, it allows many other people who have no idea we exist to see that we're here and maybe even give it a try. And so that it keeps going on and on and more and more people are able to hear this story with Penny, Bertram, and Awen and see what happens next. So anyways, that's enough of me. Let's get back to the story. Edmund exits first, checking that the coast is clear. I'll have him roll perception real quick. Okay. Rolls a high perception, looks down, does not see anybody, and steals forward a few paces and finally looks back, making a motion for you to follow him, showing that it's all clear. Yeah, I follow. We follow. And as you steal forward down the hallway toward the holding cells, you pass by these two large doors earlier that Edmund had mentioned led into a craft room that had a side library. And as you pass by these doors, you hear the sound of muffled crying. Clearly, somebody in there is in distress. Penny stands outside, watching, uh, looking at the door, looking at her friends, and motioning like, should we look? Should we go? What? Can, can you, you're, you're pretty stealthy. Can you crack the door open and see what, what's in there? What are you three doing? Come on, oh. we have to get down here. But there's sadness happening in there. Let's go There's leave sadness it. It's happening every, everywhere. Everyone's sad. All right. Uh, all right. And so Penny, Penny looks at the door, sadly, and then starts slowly following her friends. The mournful crying only gets louder. Oh, you hear the no. sound of just a chain clanking and a yelp immediately following that. Do you recognize that voice? I mean, I, I know it's a scream. It might be rather hard, but... Can you make out that voice? Do you know that person? It sounds... It sounds female to me. I I, I did not know any ladies while I was here. No, it does not sound familiar to me. Not not at all? Not a female voice? A female voice from the past? There's no female voice from the past that we should be... We're not 
looking for? If you're talking about Mercedes, <laughs> no, I know that voice. I don't know what anymore. you're talking about. I was. What are you hinting at? I was just hinting in general. Why are you bringing her up? This is. Oh my God! Right, keep right. it down. We oh my go. God! Keep it down. <laughs> Why don't we just go and get Robinson Crusoe and get the hell out of here? Okay, the people are sad. They're in prison. They probably did something bad. Let's go. I want all three of you to roll perception real quick. It's so hard when you're pushing us one way, but then your character is pushing us another. It is very confusing. It is. I have five. Seventeen. Fifteen. Awen, you hear that same muffled voice that just cried out in pain um, whimper out the name. <laughs> Elizabeth. Is that the name from uh, Frankenstein's? <gasps> that Frankenstein? Frank- Frankenstein died. Or did oh, he? Man. We it's a female what? voice. Well, it's a oh, female duh. voice. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> Surprise! I got excited. <laughs> I mean, but there are a lot of Elizabeths in the world. Are we supposed to just jump to that conclusion? I think I, I tug, since Penny and I were the last ones in the back, I tug on her, on the back, like the hem of her, of her on the hem, or the back of her dress or shirt, the back of her clothes, and say, Go, go, go back in there and, and crack open the door. I want to, I have to know who's in there. Penny looks back and forth at the door at Bertram, at Edmund. She doesn't want to disappoint Edmund. That'd be so sad. It'd oh, be I'm so sorry. Sad. I thought you were stealthy. I'm sorry. But then she looks at, this is an inner monologue. Then she looks at Bertram and goes, he never includes me. He never respects me enough. And now he's giving me some respect. Can't let him down. I can't let him think he's, he's cooler than me. Can't let him think he's braver than me. Uh, uh, and then she hears the cry, and uh, and so she backs up very quietly and tries to peek in the door. Okay. So roll perception again. Or well, stealth, first, maybe. Uh, oh, yeah, stealth. you gotta roll stealth first. Luckily, that's something I am good at. Good at. <laughs> yes. We're looking at a twenty-two. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You, you twist it so slowly, and you soundlessly open the door a crack and you peek in and so now roll perception for me 24 oh my gosh you see in front of you a large room and you remember wait this is supposed to be a craft room with with a side library but that is not what you see in front of you is a sweltering hot room with five active forges on one side. You see a lone figure stretched on the ground, heaving sighs, and a single beholder kind of looming over her. As your eyes sweep across this scene, you see on the other side just heaps of weapons and armor. This is no craft room. This is no library. This is a forge. And not just that, this forge has been busy. The spotted hand has been busy. They're preparing for war.
The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. So this is the end of the world. Pretty weird, right? I'm Hannah. I'm sure you've probably noticed by now. I'm a zombie. Might even be the last one. From the creator of Redmond Born and Cybernautica. I can't exactly control most of the things zombie me does. I'm basically what amounts to a backseat driver in my own body. You learn to kind of just go with it after a while, I think. Like, do I feel bad for eating a family of four when I was new? You bet. Not exactly my favorite memory. <laughs> Hannah is living her best unlife while unknowingly being on a crash course with Callie, an explorer desperately seeking to leave her mark on an American wasteland that seems to be all out of new discoveries. Oh, one might say that it's the comics that got me into this, but between you and me, I'm gonna blame the McSodas. No sense in ruining everything I like in one day. Together, this unlikely pair team up against the dangers of post-apocalyptia. <sighs> This thing is not playing around head on. Shit, incoming! Sometimes I miss the old days. Killing zombies for upstart communities, now that was a lot more simple. A lot more ethical, too. Wouldn't you say so? Don't you think it's a little more ethical to kill a zombie than just some stranger on the road? Apocalypse, a story about love, death, and robots. Just not the Netflix guy.